This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, uh, tonight, it's all about Jupiter and Virgo and Pluto natally in Virgo. So transiting Jupiter entered Virgo uh, a day or two ago, just recently. And uh, so I want to do some educational outreach about (laughs) how to think about Jupiter transits how to think about Jupiter transiting Virgo, but then I also want to shift focus rather decidedly to those with natal Pluto in Virgo and what this transit can offer. I think it's easy to expect Jupiter transits to do something wonderful, but really it's about recognizing an opportunity, dropping that bag of rocks you've been carrying around, And as we talk about Pluto and Virgo, uh, especially the karmic multi-life bag of rocks, karmic baggage you might be carrying. Uh, And so I want to get into that. And I am going to also talk a little bit about the subset of this subgeneration that has uh, Uranus conjunct Pluto. It's it's a lot of people born in the 60s. And then also uh, Chiron and Pisces opposing Pluto, whether it's conjunct Uranus or not. So anyway, going to build a story in different layers. Um, I want to start with some announcements. First of all, the show is ending at the end of August. And after you hear this, there are two more shows. And then I'm moving over to SoundCloud. There are a variety of reasons for this. Uh, Many of them have to do with my own Uranus opposition, which in which I am the heat. Uh huh. In which I am in the heat of it. In it, I'm in it. And this is about setting yourself free from structure and recognizing what makes you feel confined and setting off in some new direction. So that's a lot of what it is. Eventually, I will lay all that out uh, on SoundCloud. <laughs> you know what this process has been like, and being on CTR for almost three years has been great. And it's just time to to do something to do something new. Because I have natal Uranus in the first house, I can't get um, too solidified in any form of expression or avenue of broadcast. That's that's one of the things I've I've learned. Uh, I started doing the show. Oh, I don't want to go into that. Well, I'll just do it really briefly. I started doing the show um, in October of, of 2012 because a, a podcast I loved doing called Unraveling Karma, the feed got busted. And it wouldn't work, and I couldn't fix it. And I spent, I want to say a year and a half, but it could have just been like, you know, 
13 or 15 months. It was a long time doing research on it, trying to learn things about XML and whatever. I could not do it. Um, appealed to people on message boards. Nobody knew. Like the six people on the planet who might have been able to fix it, like I found who they are. And uh, anyway, so I said, dear spirit guides, you know, what the expletive? And they said, you got to get on radio to reach more people. And I said, um, do I have to talk in that voice? Anyway, um, <laughs> so you got to get on the radio. Um, so I did because Unraveling Karma was dead. Well, that moves me to the second announcement, which is the archive of Unraveling Karma, which is 27 episodes of me answering listener questions and teaching how to do the four-step karmic analysis that I do while I answer their questions. Those archives are going to be unveiled one by one in SoundCloud uh, for free. And uh, SoundCloud's great uh, for me I, uh, without a schedule, without a duration, you know, a limit or a, a structure – um, and so you can follow me on SoundCloud. Look up Tom Jacobs Astrology on SoundCloud. You'll find some original stuff already posted up there. But the 27 episodes of Unraveling Karma for your educational benefit are going to be posted starting soon. Um, they've been available in my blog, but if, unless you knew what to look for, you haven't been able to find them. Because there was a glitch in my blog I didn't know about for like five years. <laughs> Tech issues. Um which said, I kept telling people to go to the podcast category. So you go to my blog, and on the right, there's like 50 different tags or categories. If you chose podcast, I assumed all 27 episodes would come up because that's what's supposed to happen. There was a glitch in the theme of the WordPress blog. So it didn't work. So these are almost secret. But anyway, those are going to be uh, there on SoundCloud. And then original audio in time will be up there. I just put up a 20-minute uh, channeling on healing. Like, send a message to take on healing. I don't think I ever broadcast it anywhere. So there's going to be original stuff up there and kind of the equivalent of a regular podcast or the equivalent of a podcast on a regular basis. So that's announcement one. Go to SoundCloud. Announcement two is the Asteroid and Centaur video class started last night, actually a week late because I had a, a temporary glitch uh, in my uh, existential situation. Had to delay it for a week. Um, so there's still time to join, actually. And if you join now, you're going to get the hour-long video of the first class covering Ceres and Persephone, plus the handout, which is six pages, a PDF. Um, that's basically going to be the norm every week. You know, five or six pages PDF explaining the astrology of the bodies that we're talking about. And then an hour-long video. So you can join now to be in the class live, or you can join to get the videos when they're released later those evenings. For four more Tuesdays, I'm doing this, covering 11 archetypes, uh, nine asteroids, and two centaurs. You can read all about that in my blog. And to get an idea for how I think about these bodies, uh, you can check out the Asteroid and Centaur report in my blog, which I did maybe six weeks over the last couple months. Uh, some juicy stuff about current events with thinking about these asteroids and centaurs uh, in an evolutionary, grounded, conscious, spiritually, um, I was going to say advanced, but I want to say evolving way. I don't want to assume I'm the way I'm typing in my blog is spiritually advanced. Uh, announcement number three is uh, related to the show topic. I'm doing a new Facebook group, which is Pluto and Virgo. 
So you're born between late 1956 and mid-1972, or you just want to learn about this, join this Facebook group. Um, I don't use Facebook that much except for work, but I'm going to make a commitment to be there every day to post tips and tricks to, about dealing with Pluto and Virgo, about healing things, about unlocking the passion and purpose that's behind the karmic baggage. Um, so I announced it yesterday when Jupiter went into Virgo and then was inspired to do this show because of that same idea. So it's the Pluto and Virgo generation. The exact dates of that transit, um, starting in late October 1956 up to like the end of July 72, uh, are in the are in the, expo- the uh, description of the community. But go there, join, ask to join. Anybody can join. It's educational. We'll be dialoguing. You'll be asking questions. I'll be giving insights and, and raising the level of dialogue about what it means to have Pluto and Virgo, which you're going to hear a little bit about tonight. But that community is really to, well, create community. I think that that's the end of the announcements. I think that um, when Jupiter enters a sign... See, now we're just, like, seamlessly jumping in. To When Jupiter enters a sign, there's the opportunity for expansion. And when Jupiter entered Virgo yesterday, maybe you felt your Virgoan capability and sensibility lightening. Maybe you felt, you know, a lightening of the burden or a lessening of the criticism or something like that. That would not be abnormal. Jupiter transits do bring a sense of optimism and possibility, perhaps renewing a sense of hope, if we're open. Jupiter is not luck. Jupiter does not bring luck. Jupiter attunes you to the reality that there are possibilities around you. We all know those people who are, uh, sometimes including your pal Tom here, who are so <laughs> Jupiterian that they, you know, the way they're wired, that they may uh, always need something to look forward to in a, in a kind of real, in a really intense way. I need to look forward to that. I need something to, to be better. This is a form of having a relationship with optimism, hope, and faith, which are Jupiter keywords. We want to expand. We need to expand. I, I do argue that we can't do that if we're not grounded in our bodies, sane, but but to have an optimistic attitude is very important in general. That's the Jupiter within us. When Jupiter moves around in the sky, it asks us questions. I get this idea from Steve Forrest, this way of talking about transits, asking questions. Uh, I find it the absolute best way to approach transits is is precisely how Steve talks about it. So I'm happy to I'm happy to qu- to paraphrase him a little bit and hopefully not mangle anything, but they ask questions. Jupiter says, how have you been underestimating yourself? And if you're in the mind, if you're in a judging mode, a critical mode, then that question might not really, uh, the, the core of that question might not really be caught. How have you been underestimating yourself? You might say, well, I haven't been. But it's guaranteed when Jupiter comes to talk to you, in some way, in some part of life, for some reason, probably because of history and not being present, you may not be optimistic. You may not be estimating yourself appropriately. You may be, in other words, limiting yourself in some way. 
So Jupiter is about expansion, but it's got to be grounded, and it's it's got to not not necessarily controlled and totally measured, but we have to stay open to the possibilities that in fact always surround us. That's the secret to Jupiter. Some of those people who are wired with Jupiter can uh, take anything and show you the positive within it, the silver lining. Um, and that's something that, that I've definitely become adept at doing when I'm um, on the optimistic side of the fence, certainly. <laughs> um, but Jupiter's challenge to us is to maintain that attitude of things are possible, change can occur, improvement can happen in the case of Jupiter entering Virgo. Things can get better. And when Jupiter transits affect us, we're, we're, we should assume that we are in the position of needing to open to more optimism and more presence, more engagement with the world around us, not deciding that we've seen it all, not running you know, scripts in our minds, like think about programming scripts, uh, like these automatic commands and shortcutting presence in order to replay some past uh, uh, narrative, right? To, to replay it as though it's real of this thing that happened then. That's why I don't have faith. That's why I'm not optimistic. That's why I don't think this is possible or why I'm not looking forward to tomorrow or even lunch, And all of this optimism, faith, hope, etc., to have it is predicated upon releasing resistance to it. Yes, things have occurred. (laughs) History has happened. You have lived years. You are, you know, working with an inner narrative, you know, the... uh, inner monologue, the, the running eye, that um, is shaped by experience. And Jupiter says, okay, but what if this could happen? What if that could happen? So if you find yourself stuck in the mind about what's happened in the past and not being engaged with Jupiterian energy, don't take it as an excuse to be hard on yourself. That's normal because humans are shaped by experience. But when Jupiter comes around, it says, hey, you can let that go. Look at this cool thing I'd love to offer you. In fact, cool things are always surrounding you. What is going on that has prevented you from being open to see that and recognizing what opportunities exist? If you were only Jupiter, it would be unhealthy. But if you're never Jupiter, that's unhealthy as well. So our job relating to Jupiter transits in general, is to work on staying open, present, grounded, recognizing opportunity, flowing with energy, being available to be present and engage, and to find out what's possible. That's a huge part, finding out what's possible. So now for about 13 months, beginning yesterday, August 11th, 2015, Jupiter enters Virgo, the sign of making something better. Every planet working through 
the lens of Virgo, has Virgo methods and motivations. Now, the motivations are to make something better, to improve something, to be better, to explore responsibility or be responsible, and the same with uh, duty, to help, heal, and serve. Planets working through the lens of Virgo with the methods include being detail-oriented, choosy, picky, really discerning, analytical, like detail-oriented slash analytical, and discerning. Discriminating is a great word in here, but that has such a terrible connotation that I often like to use discerning. Discerning and discriminating. I'll use them together, so... So uh, none, of us, none of us forgets that discrimination isn't a four-letter word. Seeing something for what it is, analyzing it, and then making a choice to feed or invest in it or not. That's the secret of the method of Virgo. So motivation is to make something better, whether it's the world, um, yourself, uh, your hair, or um, <laughs> a park, or a company, to make something better. Or another person who has behaviors that um, you can very clearly see are bad. <laughs> you know, kind of judgy, picky, I want to fix you kind of thing. Or an actual service to other people. One of the big things about Virgo energy, planets working through the lens of Virgo is that they are exploring like backburnering ego issues, egoic concerns is how I often say it, and exploring teamwork and learning humility. And with we're going to get into this with Pluto and Virgo, but with any planet in Virgo, there's a definite need to learn humility. And if you don't do it, then you may become humbled in an uncomfortable way. And some of the things that happen as we learn in Virgo is, you know, sometimes health issues, sometimes control issues from self or other, uh, sometimes detail-oriented issues. We, we can't get our heads on straight and can't accomplish this thing, and that can hold us back. And can actually humble us. I can't keep up with this process. I can't seem to learn this. I can't seem to do this. Um, ideally, we choose that humility ourselves. But we're going to learn humility through Virgo. So this planet Jupiter, the planet of having confidence and appropriately estimating yourself and buoyancy and, you know, a possibility comes to the sign of learning humility, the sign of detail-oriented work. Jupiter is not about details, but working through Virgo, we now, and here's kind of where the meat and potatoes of this comes, comes in, we need to expand through being detail-oriented. Of course, if you're already overly detail-oriented, you need to expand through letting some of that go. But Jupiter in Virgo... The, the wonderful frontier waiting for us is in refining how we do Virgo. 
Now, as I said earlier, Virgo is about criticism. It's about noticing what is not perfect because it's elemental aim. It's basic fundamental core is the motivation to improve something. And then the methods of, you know, analysis, discernment, discrimination, making choices, improving things, fixing things. So we need to pay attention to all these Virgo things. Jupiter is saying, hey, you could be better off. You could be happier if you Virgoed right now. So health issues, Virgo, service, giving, being available or being helpful to others. These are some of the places through which we can expand. I've been thinking for over a month about this uh, Pluto and Virgo group on Facebook. And I got so excited about it. And then life just kind of happened and I didn't do it. And I do want to give credit to my girlfriend for for the idea. I've been scheming for years about different ways to potentially teach about Pluto and Virgo. I have a special place in my heart, as you've heard me say before, for, um, well, people who don't get the Jupiter thing, who are stuck in the, uh, you know, don't get the right brain thing. We're stuck in the left brain critical mode and dissatisfied and things aren't right and this isn't perfect and I'm not right, I'm not ready, I'm not good enough. I have a special place in my heart for Pluto and Virgo people. And I've been thinking for years and through a conversation, uh, Jillian said, oh, just do a, a Facebook group and that was it. So so we started that Facebook group but I, I and I forgot about it kind of. I, I kind of didn't have it on my calendar of when I was going to announce it. We're looking at election dates, and then it just kind of, you know, life got away from me. And then as soon as Jupiter was in Virgo, I felt something. I looked at the uh, online ephemeris, and there it was. It was in Virgo. And I, and I said, great. And over the next couple of hours, I felt that I wanted to be of service. That's kind of the idea. Virgo, being of service, making something better. Uh, presence, offering something. Be, you, you know, if you do Virgo, you have developed skills, you have taken, you know, natural talents you have, turned them into, you know, express them, develop skills, you've learned things, you've, you've perfected some things, perhaps not others, and you can be useful. So one of the ways to expand while Jupiter's in Virgo is, is, looking at in what ways you can be useful. How can I be useful? Recognizing that you have unique skills and talents, you have unique abilities, but also, and here's part of the Jupiter expansion idea, noticing if part of you thinks what you have to offer isn't good enough and realizing that is what holds you back. In what way have you been underestimating yourself? Now, for 13 months, is about in what way have you been downplaying what you can do and what you can offer? And for some people, this is volunteer work. I mean, I feel like that's what the, the, the Facebook group, Pluto and Virgo, is about. I feel like I'm doing volunteer work. I mean, it's related to my job, it, but, but this is like it's a public service because. I have a special place in my heart, as I said, for people with Pluto and Virgo. I want to teach them, you, 
<laughs> as many as I can reach about how to understand it so that the passion and purpose, blah, 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 can be unlocked, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I have that for everybody. And so I do teach a lot about all Pluto signs. But this is special. This is special because self-criticism is poisonous. So Jupiter says, what can you do that's awesome? And why are you not doing it? Are you judging that, you know, who needs another energy worker, astrologer? Who needs another palm reader? You know, who needs another community activist? Who needs another person to volunteer? Blah, blah, blah. Who, you know, what? Who needs another soup kitchen? Really, we all need all of it. All of it is needed. So, in, in what way have you been underestimating what you do well, what you have developed, what's important to you? In what way have you underestimated your analytical ability? So part of this is about developing confidence in your mind and how it works. Yeah, I see that that isn't working. You might be the only person in the room who sees that this process or thing isn't working. Another layer of Virgo before we get into how Jupiter will affect Pluto and Virgo people as it transits its 13, uh, 13 months. Uh, responsibility is a huge thing. Responsibility and duty. When you see that something isn't working well, and you may be the only person who has discerned that that's true, do you take it on? And people with heavy Virgo signatures feel either responsible or that they should be responsible. <laughs> they either feel that they are or that they should be. It needs doing. will be an inner monologue refrain for many people with strong Virgo energies. It needs doing. Who else is going to do it? And so the process of learning through Virgo involves analysis and discernment and making choices about what is and is not your responsibility. So Jupiter in Virgo says... In what way have you overestimated, and therefore you might be leaking energy and having a, a, a crummy experience and feeling crummy, um, how have you overestimated what you're responsible for? Have you, how have you underestimated your right to say, no, I won't fix that thing just because it's broken? These are huge themes. And duty, the same exact thing. You know, being useful, having an obligation is another Virgo keyword that gets really loud when we talk about Pluto and Virgo. Let's do that now. Let's just, uh, let's just uh, effortlessly uh, transition <laughs> with, with a uh, mellifluous comment. Um, Pluto is about the empowerment journey that the soul has its humans 
learning about. So the soul says, I'm going to learn about power. I'm going to go to earth, forget that I'm divine consciousness, goddess, God, etc. And I'm going to live this human life and I'm going to figure out some really intense things and I'm going to experience survival issues and I'm going to experience wealth and abundance and dearth and uh, poorness. What's that? Poverty. And I'm going to try to figure out what power means. And I'm going to try to remember about that love is power. That loving myself being con- is being connected to my divine nature and that is power. But I'm going to attach the idea of power to external circumstance over and over and over again until I'm burned out and my heart opens. And uh, that this is Pluto. How can I experience an empowering reality here when I'm not king of the hill? When I don't have all the resources? Well, re the soul wants us to reevaluate and uh, how we can consider power what we think power is so the empowerment journey of the soul involves empowerment and disempowerment strength and a perception of weakness the gathering of energy and resources and the loss of energy and resources you know as in strengthening and weakening holding on to energy and turning it into passion and purpose and being an agent of change in the world because we feel driven because we are connected to the love that we have to offer as divine souls whether we have that terminology or not this is what I want to do this is the change I'm going to make and be Uh, and also losing those things losing energy so inherent in everybody's plutonian journey over the course of many lives And this is all stored in the emotional body and expresses itself often through the root chakra, the first chakra, the the one at the bottom. Uh, I'm going to seek power and then try to deal with the consequences of not getting it. That's in your emotional body. Now, Pluto and Virgo people, I'm going to seek power through being part of a team, through being useful through perfecting a skill, through helping and healing, through analysis and discernment and making choices. And I'm going to be disempowered and f- at, to- at times and at times feel powerless about all of those exact same things. The empowerment process with Pluto and Virgo is to recognize what you can do, what you can't, what you should, what you shouldn't, what's needed and what isn't. That's the core of the Pluto and Virgo journey. Almost all these people born between late 1956 and mid-72. And the exact dates are in the Pluto and Virgo group in the in the uh, community description the exact dates are in there but it starts uh, about October 20th 1956 all those people you know born with Pluto and Virgo 
are disempowered at some point through not being able to be useful or not perfecting something, and they're empowered through making something better and working on it. Disempowered through sometimes taking responsibility, sometimes disempowered through taking responsibility. What if you take responsibility for something that has nothing to do with you? Eventually, you'll leak energy. You're not feeding your spirit and your own energy field. What if you refuse to take responsibility because you don't want to be saddled with something that has nothing to do with you? You might leak energy because you're spending time with the suffering of other people and you're realizing you could have made a difference. These are some of the ways you can be disempowered through Virgo, especially with Pluto there. And again, if you have this, you have some records of this in your emotional body. They're expressed through your root chakra regarding, you know, uh, Joint health, bones, the lower body, uh, sexual organs regarding uh, elimination organs, um, you know, it, regarding immunity. Huge thing about uh, self-criticism and not feeling safe because I wasn't good enough with immunity, Pluto and Virgo. So some of these people have Pluto conjunct Uranus. This is a birth from about 1962 to 68, if I use like an 8-degree orb-ish. Um, Uranus is about the need to individuate and the need to rebel and the need to be original. So the Plutonian journey in Virgo, I need to be of service and be helpful and be useful in original ways. That's one thread. Another thread, another possibility or angle on it is, I need to be free from what you think I'm supposed to be responsible for. Or I need to free myself from what I have thus far believed uh, I'm responsible for. For. Again, for. You know, what I am for, responsible for. Uh, I couldn't tell if I did that same thing again with the in before. Uh, So, um, that's a hard one because you need to revolutionize something. You need to be of service. You need to serve a purpose that most people can't see. Because Uranus is forward-looking. But then also, you might be burned out about that. Or you might feel there's no point because you can't perfect something that other people, you know, will never grasp, you know, will never get onto, will never catch onto. Uh, so some of the disempowerment with Pluto conjunct Uranus is I couldn't make that difference. I fought. And I couldn't change the status quo. So I couldn't improve the thing. And some of those people say, why bother? As a result, some of them are never endingly lit up with the uh, dynamite of revolution in their uh, in their sparky spirits, and some of them get burned out, and some of them go back and forth. So that's the Pluto and Uranus idea. And there's a lot more to it, but I'm just trying to fit everything in here. Uh, and then the other detail here is Pluto and Virgo opposing Chiron and Pisces. And it's most of the births in the 1960s. So if you're like, you know, 1971, 72, you don't have this. If you're, you know, 56, 58, you don't have this. It's most of the births in the 1960. I think it's 60 to 69 or 68, if I'm right. Um, And the idea is, I'm trying to make something better. Pluto and Virgo. I need to improve something. Me, you, the world, the healthcare system, this carpet. I, you know, you know, the organization of this bookshelf, I need to improve something. And I'm opposed 
by Chiron and Pisces. The energy antenna is Chiron, and it helps us feel the sensitivities and suffering of others. The energy antenna. Energy comes to you as a human. You are played like a musical instrument, and the music is emotion. So energy comes to you, and you feel. That's the basic idea. In Chiron 2012 in the Aquarian Age, my book explains this process and all this in detail. You can check that out on Amazon Kindle on my site if you're interested. It's yeah. I wondered last a few weeks ago if having 2012 in the title is uh, makes it dated, but it's extremely valuable. It's extremely valuable. This this notion of what do we do with pain and suffering? How do we deal with our own? Needs. How do we deal with energetic boundaries as we're just beginning to learn, right? Chiron's discovered in 1977, as we're just beginning to learn what it means to be energetic beings. We're just learning that. Um, and also be aware that Chiron right now transits about 20, 21 Pisces. So people with Pluto and Virgo are having Chiron returns at around age 50. So keep that in mind. So check out that book. But this idea is I am opposed by Chiron in Pisces, in the sign of everything. So I'm trying to do this specific thing over here, Pluto and Virgo, and I am opposed by others' helplessness. I'm opposed by what other people can't do for themselves, but they need to. That's a huge part of it. I'm opposed by the the, the reality that other people can't care for themselves or won't care for themselves in the ways that I know are best. And another layer of it is, I'm opposed by, I'm blocked and confronted, I'm challenged, I'm deer in the headlighted by other people's feelings. Look, you want to get healthy? Do this. And the person's sitting there, slumped, the face and the hand, the elbow, the shoulders slumping, the whole bit saying, oh, I just don't know if I can do it. And the Pluto and Virgo person says, I believe in you. I see that you can do this. And the other person's just kind of like, oh, I think I need a nap. I think I need to go sleepies. And uh, that's the kind of thing. Like, you can't help yourself. I should help you. There's like a conflict there. So people with Pluto and Virgo opposing Chiron and Pisces have lifetimes of evaluating what they're responsible for when it comes to the pain and suffering of others. Some of them go into hyper uh, hyperactive mode of, here's what you have to do. I wrote it down. I lined it up on the counter. Here's what you have to do. Just do these three things. Call me with questions. Right? And those people are typically running themselves ragged through overdoing. Or they give up and don't know what to do in the face of the suffering of others, which seems uh, uh, all over. Anyway, a variety of responses, but those are two extremes, like hyper-controlling or, uh, you know, hands-off, give up, throw arms in the air. So, now Jupiter enters a sign of Virgo, where there are, for people with Pluto, Natalie, and Virgo, these minefields. <laughs> I have to be useful, but I can't deal with your stuff. I want to help you, but I can't get bogged down in the whining or the thing that you need to heal. You need to grow up, but you can't do it or won't do it. I need to be healthy, but you keep indulging in this addictive thing that you're doing, and I can't be around it. I don't know how to not. 
be around you. I love you. You know, all these different layers of these minefields of emotional stuff because Pluto relates to the depths of the emotional body and the deepest pain that has occurred in many lives. The deepest sense of powerlessness and pain and loss and grief and, and to some degree trauma regarding, you know, the need to let things go. Something might be yanked away from you if you need to learn to let something go. And with Pluto and Virgo, you you know, you might actually be humbled if you need to learn humility. So there's a lot of pain that comes with Pluto and Virgo regarding Virgo stuff. Now, Jupiter walks in and says, where's the party? And says how, and says in this, in this uh, seemingly oblivious way, like Jupiter, Jupiter doesn't care that deep in your root chakra are stored memories of not being able to save people and hating yourself and abusing yourself as a result. Jupiter walks in and says, you know what? I've heard that people like you have stories like that. <laughs> I've, you know, I've, believe me, believe me, I've been around the sun a lot. I've heard this. <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. You know, every 12 years I'm around the block. Um, but in what way have you been underestimating yourself? And you're not, you might not be quite sure how to answer because you're trying to deal with light, the, the, the residue of lifetimes of resistance to discernment, like I can't help you, or to analysis, to seeing the truth of it. Oh my God, these people are sucking my energy dry, but oh my God, I'm letting them do that. Like the reality of it, discernment, logic, uh, Virgo strength, one of the Virgo skills, uh, or... I can't help you because then I can't help myself, but then your pain causes me pain. Jupiter's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's got a story. In what way? And you're like, oh my God. So anyway, that's why I'm doing the show. <laughs> that's why I'm doing the Facebook group, Pluto and Virgo Generation, because I want to have a, a good dialogue with it because Jupiter does not give a crap that you're carrying karmic baggage. Jupiter says, you can let it go. You're like, I'm not sure how to let it go. Jupiter says, just let it go. Just let it go. The past is not the future. You've created the present, perhaps, to reflect your relationship with the past. But in truth, it doesn't have to be that way. Have some faith that tomorrow's better. That you can make a change, and here's the key. Jupiter and Virgo says, that's great, you have a story, I get it. You, I seem insensitive to your karmic plight. But here's the thing, Pluto and Virgo person. <laughs> make a small change now. They add up. Have faith, Jupiter says, that making small changes can improve things. And do it consistently to prove any pessimism in you wrong. But you have to do it consistently. You have to have faith that doing it on a daily basis is going to matter. So choose now to believe that things can get better, that you can improve this. This, uh, your health issue, uh, the, the, org the structure of your life, 
your relationships, anything, your, your, your work, what you do for a living, your, your work relationships, your community uh, involvement, your neighborhood, how you relate to your neighbors and their ridiculous barking dogs, make a change every day and have the faith that this matters. And what I want to tell you, in addition to what I'm telling you, <laughs> one thing I want to make sure I include, say it that way, is that um, you might feel lit up and good to do that. And three days later, have a slump and feel like you just backtracked, like you took three steps forward and five steps back. That is normal because we're talking about retraining the thought patterns the belief patterns that have guided you if you've been wound if you've uh, uh, acted on the wound of Pluto and Virgo I can't ever stop working or there's no point in working or I'm always responsible or I should never be responsible or I have to be in charge of everything to make sure it goes well or I'm never good enough any of that Pluto and Virgo stuff, those extremes, represents the debris from many lifetimes of being disempowered while trying to seek power through Virgo, trying to seek external markers of power. Yes, this thing is perfect. Therefore, I can feel good about myself because I did it. Actually, I'm, I'm having this. I was wondering why this was coming up so strongly. When at other times I might not care, but I'm polishing, I'm polishing crystals. As, as you guys know, I, I energetically charge stones with healing energy and the energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi and there are 10 different ones now that I offer and I'm moving into making smaller things for pendants and, and, and other jewelry and um, I've been noticing that I can't get them perfect there's always little scratches that I, you know you go through this process like six layer process of grinding wheel so I take this little stone and the first grinding wheel is really rough, and you're shaping it. You're just cutting rock off, basically, in layers, and you're shaping it. And then the next few steps are about increasingly uh, finer grit to polish it, to bring it, to bring out the shine. And when I get to the end of this process, it can be like an hour for a stone if I really do it. And I realize, you know what? If I had just spent five more minutes on the first step, then... Um, then it would be perfect now. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm, not, I'm, you know, so, and I was thinking, like, why am I so focused on this? And when Jupiter entered Virgo, when I did it yesterday, I said, okay, yeah, if I spent more time at the first process, first layer of it, then, you know, and there's this recognition that, yes, it, it could be different. You know, I natally have Jupiter square Pluto, and my pessimism optimism switch is a hair trigger switch. And so I can lose. I can be the most faithful person, the most optimistic person, and then a quarter of a second later, lose it all. Like lose all my juice, uh, lose all my Jupiter juice. And um, so I work on that. You know, I know that about myself. And, and just Jupiter square Pluto, it means that. Uh, in many lives, uh, things happen that can inspire me to lose faith. So I have this hair trigger about losing faith. Um, you know, it's important for me to heal that. 
But I've noticed that frustration and thinking, well, what can I do? Yesterday, magically, Jupiter enters Virgo. I, I wasn't even thinking Jupiter was in Virgo yet. I was doing this before I came up and looked at the ephemeris. And, and, I, was, and I realized, oh, right, yeah, if I do that, then I'll have a different outcome. So we're talking about retraining beliefs. And Jupiter comes into Virgo and says, hey, you can change your mind. You can change your belief about something. You can heal the things deep in your emotional body that create these reactions that make you hyper-responsible, overworked, and burned out, and stressed, and not taking care of yourself, and worrying about everybody else's problems, or make you throw your arms up in the air, get burned out, give up, crawl under a rock, or you know, choose not to be helpful or of use to anybody, not making anything better. Not taking on any responsibility or, or uh, being of service. Yeah, you can do any of those things, but uh, all those extremes can be healed. So again, Jupiter transits don't bring something awesome. They bring you, I mean, they don't bring something external that's lucky and wonderful. They bring you the opportunity to see things from a present tense perspective so that you can look ahead and allow possibility. Allow that change is possible. Some people with Jupiter or Pluto and Virgo during this Jupiter transit will find themselves uplifted, singing, uh, having dreams about you know uh, flying through the sky with angels and and uh, you know having froyo with the angels and like hanging out and going you know all these wonderful things, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think angels eat frozen yogurt. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an angel. Um, but anyway, some people will be uplifted and feel clear and optimistic and, oh my God, I can finally do the Virgo thing I need to do and this feels awesome. I'm so productive and I'm happy and I'm useful and I feel... And other people will have a bit of a struggle and we can't know ahead of time which category you may fit in if you're in this generation. Um, but realize that if you feel stuck or you feel encumbered or weighed down, there's a process you're going through, which is recovering the ability to have some faith that what you do matters, that the choices you make, that the intellect that you bring, the skills you've developed, the, the unique perspective that you offer you know, about how things work and don't work, how they could work better – that that unique perspective uh, matters. One thing I want to say about Pluto and Virgo, I talked earlier about unequal relationships and teamwork and backburnering egoic concerns. And one of the signatures, or one of the, um, this is one signature that can indicate lifetimes of indentured servitude and slavery. And when I say slavery, you know, if you're in the U.S., you think of uh, the American South. But slavery is all over the world. It's happening right now. It's real. It's happened across time, regardless of race, by the way. Slavery is not about race. It's a really complex thing. I've been channeling a book on it a few months ago, um, um, talking to Jehudi about getting back to that and trying to, to find that frequency again. And um and it's really important for healing, but you have all of us have past lives of being involved with things like slavery. If Pluto's in Virgo, you know you have past lives of uh, learning about control, domination, 
learning about being of use, learning about being humbled, right? Learning humility, but being humbled, being, and some of that is control, subjugation, dominance, abuse. Some of that is, especially with Pluto and Virgo. So one of the things that may come up for some people uh, in this generation has to do with the feeling of being trapped into service or the feeling of not mattering. That's where I wanted to go with this. Not mattering. My voice doesn't matter. All that matters is that I shine this uh, silverware well. All that matters is that I help the kids get out the door. That's my only function. That's all I matter, you know, in the morning for school. All I matter, you know, uh, you know, all the stuff about functionality. So there's some wounding in there about having been of use for some of you and for many of you actually. When you really get down to the core of why you think you are responsible for something, if you have Pluto here, or if you are really clear that you shouldn't have to have responsibility for something and you maybe buck authority, you know, when you get really clear down into that, recognize that in your emotional body is probably, I mean, because we've been living so many millions of lives in slavery and being trapped in indentured servitude and debtor's prison, like all these things um, are very real across your timeline, and all that timeline is in your body. I don't want you to assume you're broken and victimized and whatever, but I want you to recognize that behind some of those thoughts of, I refuse to take responsibility for your problems, or I can't stop doing it. Some of the stuff behind that has to do with slavery, feeling trapped, being abused if you don't do something well. That's a huge thing. Being abused, Pluto and Virgo, if you're not perfect. Not being lovable if you didn't clean up the house. Not being worth anything if you don't follow the rules of someone else who's controlling. So we're actually running out of time here. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm crescendoing a little bit, but I'm going to pull back a little bit just because we're running out of time. That's the idea. So recognize that some of you during this 13-month transit may feel feelings of powerlessness exacerbated. You may suddenly find anger rising to the surface because Pluto does have to do with deep stores of anger and rage and resentment and bitterness that we might not be connected to all the time, Jupiter will say to you, you can expand through letting go of this pain. You can expand through revolutionizing your relationship with anger, but anger must come to the surface first. So that's the story. Thanks for joining me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. And again, I'm moving over to SoundCloud. There are two more episodes, uh, the 19th and 26th here on CTR of August. And um, moving over to SoundCloud, excited to do a Uranus opposition starting over, a new format, new content. There's going to be uh, more channeling involved over there, which there's already something there right now on healing. And yeah, the Asteroid and Centaur class, you can... Uh, you know, you can join that. I'm actually, this whole episode, I've been holding my three char energetically charged onyx pieces. They're fabulous for empowerment through healing Plutonian issues. There's a lot of info on my site about that. And be in touch. But I energetically charge black onyx. And uh, I'm using that to talk about Pluto and uh, reconnecting with that in my own life. So be in touch. Keep up with me at tdjacobs.com. Thanks again for all your support. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. 
been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.